This is Raymond J. Barry. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. We are back and ready for another edition of On Screen and Beyond, taking a step into the world of entertainment. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 544 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have Raymond J. Berry. Now, Raymond, you, you might not recognize his name, uh, but you've seen him in a lot of things, believe me. He was in Gotham as the Shaman. He was on Ray Donovan. He was in the movie The Purge, Election Year. The 100, he was President Dante Wallace. On Justified, he was Arlo Givens. And in the movie Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, he was Pa Cox. And it's, you know, he was a ride in that film. And he was also in Hyperin Bay and uh, all sorts of other stuff and uh, he is having a new movie coming out on April 1st it's Freebird and uh, you got to got to catch that one and uh, Raymond's going to talk to us about that and a whole lot of other things about his career and everything else Raymond J Barry coming up in a few minutes right here on on screen and beyond and I uh, wanted to remind you that uh, if you are on Facebook we are still having an issue there we still cannot get into it uh, every once in a while, it'll sort of let me in, and I'll be able to do something, add something, and then that's gone. <laughs> I can't get back in. So I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. I may just delete that one and start a new one. Also, we did get on Twitter, and uh, you can check us out at OnScreenNBeyond. Okay, now on Twitter, we are at OnScreen, the letter N, Beyond. Uh, or you can go to OnScreen and Beyond Podcast. That's how we show up on Twitter. And I've been posting things up there. Facebook, like I said, we're going to try to get back on there. Uh, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And, of course, you can always go to our website, which is onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, th on that one, it's on screen and the word A-N-D, beyond. So it's a little, <laughs> every place I do something, I have to do it a little bit different. So uh, Twitter was a little challenge because, you know, they, you can't have so many letters and all this stuff. But anyways, we got that. Also, interviews that we've put up recently, uh, some of our past ones, like I say, we're slowly getting, we're, I think we're up to about 80 or 90 now that we've put back up. And uh, we have the 500 that will be coming your way, so don't worry, they're, they're heading back. But we've posted the Lost in Space interviews with Bill Moomy as was Will Robinson, and also Angela Cartwright, who was Penny, Martha Christen, who was Judy, and Mark Goddard, who was Don West. So those are all in there. You can catch them. Also, another interesting one that you might find, I, I've posted several others, but uh, one of the other ones that was interesting is um, Terry Draper, who was a member of the group Klaatu, and uh, they gave us a song, Calling Occupants of Indian interplanetary craft uh great song great album and uh terry joins us and talks about uh, 
the, how people thought they were the Beatles because they weren't telling anybody who they were, but the sound was, uh, people thought it sounded like the Beatles and everything. So anyways, it's a really fascinating story. You might want to check that one out. And uh, the other thing that you got to remember that uh, the best way, because we're putting all these episodes up, the best way to figure out what the old episodes are going up is to go and subscribe on wherever you're doing your podcasts, okay? Because uh, what happens is I put them up for about a week and they'll stay in the, the very, you know, the most recent things. And then I put them back where they uh, originally would be in the lineup, okay, uh, on the on the major ones like uh, Spotify and uh, Google Play uh, Podcasts, rather, and uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, so they'll be at the beginning of the newest ones that come out, and then I pop them back in the order where they actually were played uh, or created back, you know, a couple of years ago. So anyways, that's it. Uh, some things going, just uh, subscribe. That's the best way. And tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. Get the word out. And it is time now. Let's get into it. It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. Well, it looks like the director of Mortal Kombat... The, uh, who's you know coming up with the remake reboot uh, of that uh, that movie? He says it's going to be pushing its R rating. Now they, we've told you before that he said it was going to be gory, but this time he's telling us that it's going to push the R rating to the limit. So get ready for that. It sounds like it's going to be a blood fest. <laughs> and Sony is working on uh, remaking a film of the classic TV show Bewitched. Now, the show ran from 1964 to 1972, if you remember that one, and they tried it back in 2005 with Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman, and it's sort of, it was a you know, lukewarm response. It didn't really go over too good. Uh, but they say that this time they're going to stick more to being more like the TV show, so we'll see what happens. And that's it for Remake Madness, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, well, it looks like Brad Pitt will star in Bullet Train. Now, they say that Pitt does all his, or most of all, his own stunts in the film. I guess he thinks he's, uh, you know, Tom Cruise or something. And the action film's premise is that a bunch of hitmen all find themselves on the same train for different reasons. And the director of the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, is moving on to his next project. It's called Tokyo Ghost, and it's based on the comic book series. And Tom Hanks' film Bios has been moved from August 13th to August 20th this year. And this, of course, is the year of the ever-shifting movie releases. So we'll see what happens with that. And that's it for our upcoming new movies. And next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. <laughs> Sequel City, it looks like Sylvester Stallone will play the voice of King Shark in the new Suicide Squad film. You can look for it August 6th this year. And Disenchanted, the sequel to Disney's Enchanted, is already, uh, of course, has uh, Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey coming back. Uh, but now James Marsden and Adina Mazzell also are going to be coming back. And it will... Uh, uh, it'll show exclusively on Disney+. And the latest version of Saw, called Spiral, the Book of Saw, is being moved up to May 14th for its release. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next, not on screen, and beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, April 6th, you can get... Thundar the Barbarian Cartoons, the complete series, and it lands on Blu-ray this time. And 
CSI New York, the complete series, comes to DVD on May 18th. And Till Death, the complete series with Brad Garrett, arrives on DVD on April 20th. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD Land comes to Blu-ray and DVD on May 11th, and it stars Robin Wright. And it looks like Judas and the Black Messiah hits DVD and Blu-ray on May 4th. And The Little Things with Denzel Washington and Remy Malek arrives on May 4th also on Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TV and entertainment time. Well, a pilot has been ordered for a remake of The Wonder Years for TV. And Lee Daniels and Fred Savage will be executive producers. And Savage, who was, of course, Kevin on the original show, will direct pilot. And this time, it will follow a black family in the 60s in Alabama. So we'll see what happens with that. And sadly, we have a bunch of things here that uh, we, you know, I I, I hate doing this part, but uh, we want to keep everybody informed. But uh, Henry Darrow of the High Chaparral TV show has passed away at the age of 87. And uh, he was past guest here at On On Screen and Beyond, of course. And we will be getting that episode back up so you can hear that. And George Siegel from numerous films and uh, most recently, of course, in The Goldbergs has passed away at the age of 87 also. And Jessica Walter of, uh, you know, Play Misty for Me and Arrested Development and Archer has died at the age of 80. They'll all be sadly missed, of course. And that's it for TV and entertainment time here at On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Raymond J. Barry is going to be joining us. He has a new film out called Free Bird, and uh, you can catch that on April 1st. And also, he was in tons and tons of movies and TV shows over the years, including The Shaman on uh, the Gotham show, and he was on Ray Donovan and The 100 Justified Pac Cox and the uh, walking ha- uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. So, uh, Raymond J. Barry, coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who has played many roles on TV and film, such as on Lost, The X-Files, Cold Case, Justified, Gotham, Born on the Fourth of July, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, Ray Donovan, The 100, and Hyper and Bay, as well as many others. His latest film is called Free Bird, which arrives on April 1st. It's Raymond J. Barry. Raymond, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. Now, Raymond, as we were talking before we got on the air, um, I 
I, I noticed that this film that's coming out, Freebird, um, it's coming out on April 1st, but you've got more films coming out. So I was, uh, I was uh, surprised that uh, you have so much work coming out. I've been busy, and I'm delighted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a film called Filthy Animals that's going to be released soon. And, you know, oddly enough, I just got a notification from a producer about a film that's being released, uh, and he was very excited, but he didn't leave the title of the film, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure what what film he was talking about. You know, you lose track of which producer is producing which show. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I, I've been busy, and I'm very fortunate because, uh, my goodness, I've been doing it for 60 years, and I'm still working. Wow. And I feel very grateful for that. Um, it, it's been a, a good run, shall we say. Yeah, and, not, and not finished yet. <laughs> not finished yet, yeah. Uh, I know, it's really kind of remarkable. I was saying to my wife uh, the other day that I, I, in my later years, I, I'm really having a good time. Uh, it's it's not. It, I, I'm really uh, enjoying. The, I you know I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm in my 80s. I'm 82, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm still working, and I love it, and uh, I'm healthy and happy, and it feels like one of the best times of my life, if not the best. And how often do you say that? Right. <laughs> at the age of 82, you know. Yeah, geez. A lot of people are ready to cash it in at that time. Oh, and yeah. I, don't feel, I don't feel that way at all. You know, I do a lot of things. I, I don't just act. I, when I'm out of a job, I, I go to my studio and I paint. Oh. I paint. You know, I'm a painter. Yeah. My, my website is uh, RaymondJBarry.org, which shows my work. I also write. I've written uh, a dozen plays, performed them all in New York and Europe, and uh, I have an anthology which is uh, uh, composed of uh, eight different plays uh, called Mother's Son and Other Plays. And, you know, I wrote a memoir called Never a Viable Alternative, and I publish stuff, short stories and, uh, you know, I, I have things to do when I'm not working. Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, I'm not sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. Now, what, what, just out of curiosity, when you, what type of medium do you work in for your painting? Oil, oil paint. Oils? Oil paint. Yeah. I, in my twenties, I carved wood, um, and I made sculpture out of uh, these huge logs that weighed like a half a ton. They were four feet thick, and. Um, I had a storefront on East 10th Street in Manhattan, and I got the logs up in upstate New York, and I'd take them down in a truck and carve them. And there are photographs of that work on my website at RaymondJBarry.org. Um, and I still have some of the... I sold some of that stuff, and I'm, I'm, I could, you know, for... 600 bucks, I would sell a, mm-hmm. a beautiful sculpture that I spent a year carving, and, you know, I could kick myself around the block for, 
for even <laughs> selling it. I'd rather have it, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept a lot of the work, and I still have it in my home. Huh. And, wow. you know, uh, and today I just paint. Mm-hmm. The, the stuff with the locks, uh, you know, it's heavy manual labor. Oh, yeah, I would think so, yeah. You know, you've got to use winches and all kinds of stuff to lift up that weight. And I'm not into that right now. I, I, I just uh, paint. The canvases are large, and I get. Uh, I, I had a show recently. You know, I, I exhibit the work, and I sell the stuff. And it's cool, huh. you know. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. So can can you tell us about um, uh, Freebird? What, what, you know, give us an idea of what the movie was about. I did get a chance to watch it, and i got to tell you, it was a good movie, and uh, the, the, the ending was very touching. Well, um, the thing I find provocative about the movie is, what do you do with old age? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I find it provocative is because I'm an old man. I'm 82, <laughs> and I love it. And I do believe the characters, or the character of, of Bird. Uh, is having the time of his life with these women, these uh, uh, risque dancers, all of whom are very sexual and beautiful. And I love those gals, by the way, mm-hmm. and every one of them. They were just so delightful to be around <laughs> <laughs> every day <Yeah>. for a <laughs> month. Right, these beautiful girls. I mean, and they love me. I, you know, they 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 were very nice to me, and I know they liked me, and I liked them. And, yeah. You know, it was like really a hell. I'm still in touch with them. Oh, they really? send me messages all the time. You oh, know? that's great. If I was a dirty old man, I'd I'd invite one of them out, but I'm not, you know, I'm happily married. (laughs) I've been been married to the same woman for 31 years, and we have four kids, so that ain't going to happen. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but maybe that's why my relationship with those gals was so uh, positive, because they knew I wasn't on the make. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, At any rate, the guy is having the time of his life, and the parallel with my own life is I'm having the time of my life now, too. I don't have anxiety about, am I going to make it as an actor? I don't have to struggle the way I did when I was in my 20s, uh, washing dishes. I worked as a longshoreman. I dug trenches for a plumber. Uh, you know, all these jobs, you know, I had... Well, I was trying to make ends meet and trying to be an actor. All that stuff is gone. Yeah. I'm 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 riding on the wave now. And I love it. Yeah. And I feel that's Harry Bird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's basically what the story was about. <laughs> yeah, it's like what do you do when you've been around for 8 decades, man? What do you you, you just kind of like lay in bed and watch television? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> you find four beautiful women and go out <laughs> with them and party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Geez. You know, 
and in my case, I I I go to my studio and I make paintings and uh, I I'm writing a novel and you know and I'm happily married. I I teach my kids how to play basketball, two of which got scholarships to Sarah Lawrence College for basketball and Amherst College. Oh, nice, you know. Yeah. Um, for basketball, because I taught them when they were little kids how to play. Yeah. You know, huh. I used to play in college. Yep. Yeah. So whatever. How, how did you get involved with the movie? Did is, were they looking for you for the part, or or did you have to audition for it, or how did that go about? No, I didn't have to audition. Uh, I I don't know the details, but I think they had me in mind for some reason. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, <clears throat> I don't know if I was exactly right for the part because, and I'm I'm humbled by saying this. I think I'm a little too much of a stud. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Maybe they could have gotten away with a guy who was kind of over the hill physically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm delighted that they gave me the role. I loved the people. And, you know, I had a good time with the, the part. And uh, I'm not complaining. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but somebody, somebody actually mentioned that to me. Some guy saw the thing and he said to me, he said, man, you, 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 you're too much of a stud, man, to play that role. You, you don't have to go begging to be uh, attractive to women. What, are you kidding me? If you only knew what was going on inside my head, I'm just not into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but some guy said that to me. Yeah. That was the only criticism I heard. Huh. You know, yeah, it was a good movie. About, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was done well. And like I say, the ending was very touching. And uh, it's uh, it, 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 yeah, it was good. Uh, where did you film? Uh, where was it filmed? You know, uh, I forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sure you're looking at your credits here. You, you've got so many movies going on. I can understand how you know there. You know you're, you're wherever you are. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm embarrassed to say I forget, but um, I do. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I, I want to say Northern California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe Sonoma Valley or someplace up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure. I do believe it might have been up there, but that might have been some other film. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it might have been up there. I'm not I'm not sure. I think there's a lot of trees and stuff uh, in the movie, right? Yes. I, I do believe I were in Northern California. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. 
so was acting what you always wanted to do is when you growing up as a kid? I'm going to tell you a little, a very short anecdote. Uh, I wanted to be a pro football player. I was drafted by the uh, uh, Boston Patriots uh, when they were two years into the AFL. Wow. They were they were bush league compared to the NFL. They were trying to prove themselves. Uh, they, the Jets hadn't beat them yet with Joe Namath. Uh, that's what validated the league. Long story short, I had a backfield coach at Brown University named Milt Teppel who played pro ball for uh, Detroit and played for Notre Dame. And uh, he knew Babe Pirelli, who was the head coach for the Boston Patriots. He called Babe Pirelli. He said, I got this kid. And uh, in those days, I was built. I had a lot of muscles. And um, I, I think he might be able to play. And he recommended me, and I was drafted by the AFL, which, as to repeat myself, that was Bush League compared to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And uh, within a three-day period, three days before, I had been accepted at Yale Drama School from Brown University. I was a philosophy major at Brown I got interested in theater and started doing plays in my second semester, junior year, and became interested in becoming an actor. Uh, I had to make a quick decision. Do I want to play for $17,500, which in those days was a lot of money, Mm -hmm. uh, for the Patriots, or go to Yale Drama School? And I elected to go to Yale. Hmm. There were times when I said to myself, maybe I should have done a year or two with the Patriots, accumulated some money, because in those days, 17 grand was like uh, a lot of money. Right, yeah. We're talking 1961. Mm -hmm. And... uh, uh, I've had ambivalence about having made that choice because I didn't stay at Yale for three years, which you must for a master's. I dropped out after a year because I didn't have any money mm-hmm. and I was accumulating a debt. Had I played pro ball, I could have paid off to Yale yeah. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Huh. I went to, straight to New York. And uh, because of the way I looked at that time, I got jobs before I knew how to act. And I was not very skilled. I was tight. I was fearful. I went through agony as a young actor, 23, 24. It was... very, very difficult beginning for me. Fortunately, I even dropped out of acting and taught English and coached football and track for a private school called Oakland Academy for two years. Hmm. I did that from age 25 to 27. Came back to New York. By that time, I was painting. 
some gal left a note on my storefront door. I was sleeping on a mattress on the storefront, carving locks, painting. Lee Worley left a note, come to this workshop that we're looking for men. I go to the workshop. It turns out to be a, a company called the Open Theater, which was an avant-garde company that became enormously famous in New York and in Europe, directed by a brilliant director named Joseph Chaikin. And by doing their plays and repertoire, I learned how to act. I worked with them for five years, traveled all over the world, Iran, we performed in, Algeria, Paris, London, every year, not just once. Wow. Uh, it was an itinerant country. We traveled to every country, every city in, in the United States, Canada. Uh, we went to the Roundhouse Theater every year for six years in a row in London. And we were good. We had a great company, not just good. It was brilliant theater. Joseph Chaikin was a bit of a genius. He died young uh, in his 50s. But we had actors, man. I mean, really great actors. And I began to get better at what I was doing. Hmm. And that's how I became a seasoned actor. We worked in prisons, uh, you know, we did all kinds of stuff, man. It was like really beautiful stuff. And also, well, I'm talking about the 60s, the, the, the political revolutionary period during Vietnam and, mm -hmm. you know, civil rights and, you know, the whole nine yards, everything was happening at that time, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. It was a very vital period in our history and uh, our playwrights were Jean-Claude Benitali who wrote America Hurrah and The Serpent which we performed uh, Sam Shepard wrote Terminal uh, uh, oh goodness I'm, I forget the rest of them. Uh, we had great writers yeah yeah um, Megan Terry was one of our writers. She was a rather well-known off-Broadway uh, uh, playwright at that time. Uh, Susan Yankowitz was another New York playwright. Uh, she was one of our writers. Obviously, the most famous one was uh, Sam Shepard, who was with us for two years. He was a young, handsome man at that time. Uh, not famous the way he is now. Yeah. Uh, but very, very talented. And uh, this is how I earned my chops. <laughs> you know, I also did a lot of independent uh, plays at the Public Theater in New York, uh, Joe Papp's plays. I did the original production of... Uh, I, I did my first Broadway show, uh, uh Joe Papp. He hired me for a, a, a Dennis Reardon play on Broadway at the Booth Theater uh, called The Leaf People. I played the lead. Um, uh, what can I tell you? I had to, like, get in the pits and and get over my fear. Right, yeah. And I, that's what I did. I, and then I started writing my own plays. And I... I, I 
I I wanted to play leads, and um, I wrote leads for myself. I have an anthology of my plays. I did my plays. An anthology is called Mother, Son, and Other Plays. It's uh, in the bookstores. It's uh, published on Amazon, Mother, Son, and Other Plays. Uh, I wrote a play called Once in Doubt that was an enormous uh, hit. I spent years writing it and rehearsing it, so it should have been a hit with all the time I spent on it. And we did it in New York and Europe, in London and Baltimore and Portland, Oregon and Los Angeles and, you know, all over the place. I, I performed that. I did something like 400 performances of my play and I wrote it. Huh, and wow. it's, it's, it's published today. And I tell you, you write your own plays, you're developing muscle, you're developing a strength because you're responsible for the words and you're also putting your butt out there in front of people. Nothing like stage work to strengthen an actor. Uh, you know, uh, doing movies doesn't do that. When, by the time I began to make movies, I knew how to act. Yeah, a lot of a lot of actors have told me the same thing that that stage gets you, you know, you got to you got to know your lines and and got to get you in shape. So that that does it. They've always said that. You're out there for an hour and a half to two hours, right? Yeah. You know, and you do. Have, it's literature. You can't be futzing around with the lines and improvising. And it's literature. You got to be accurate. What are you going to change? Shakespeare, right? <laughs> you know, I or even Sam Shepard. He knows what he's putting down, right? Yeah, you know, on paper, mm -hmm. uh, you have a responsibility to represent the writer. You can't paraphrase. Yeah, it's a discipline, and it requires memory and sharpness and movement, and uh, you got to know what you're doing, man. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. you gotta know what you're doing. Well, I, I mentioned in the uh, opening of all the different shows you've been on, and, and of course, I didn't even list half of them because <laughs> you, you've done. I mean, you were in the Goodbye Girl, you were in Scarecrow and Mrs. King, you were you were on uh, uh, December Bride, Cool Runnings. I mean, it, it, the list just goes on and on. But um, I, I just wanted to just pick a couple here just to, to ask you about. Um, now, you were recently. Uh, within the last couple of years here. Uh, you were on Gotham, which was uh, a, quite a big show. You played the, the shaman? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I did. Now, most of these shows that, that you've done, like like I had said, Ray Donovan and The 100 and Justified, were you, uh, did, did you go to a uh, audition for those or were they looking for you? I think it was 50-50. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they brought me in <clears throat> knowing they were going to hire me at times, not all the time, but at times, and uh, checking out how I appeared to them. You know, like they see you in a photograph or a movie. Has he gotten fat or right. uh, does he seem sharp? Um, you know, uh, they, they just want to digest what you're like in the, in the flesh. So they bring you in and say, okay, read the role, but they know they want to hire you. Yeah, yeah. Do you have you any, know, that type. Do you have any favorite uh, roles that you've taken? Yes. 
What, what would that uh, be? My favorite role <clears throat> would be um, um, the father in Born on the Fourth of July, mainly because of one scene in it where Tom Cruise uh, comes home paralyzed and the father uh, starts to cry. Mm -hmm. uh, I, that kind of vulnerability I had access to, uh, maybe because I have kids, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm very proud of that one scene in that movie. Uh, Dead Man Walking... Uh, with Sean Penn and Susan Sarandon. I love the movie. I think I was good in it, but I love the message of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Interview with the Assassin yes. is a movie in which I play the alleged second gunman who shot President Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And I play the guy. I play the lead in the movie. Uh, Tim Robbins uh, wrote and directed... No, not Tim Robbins. Uh, Neil Berger wrote and directed the movie. And I loved working with him. I was very well prepared. I knew the words, and I had monologue after monologue after monologue, and I'm very proud of the work I did in that. I feel very proud of my work in the TV series entitled uh, Justified. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I played Arlo, and uh, I kicked ass, and, uh, I, you know, I felt I, I did that character as he was meant to be done. Yeah, great role, yeah. Yeah, it was a great role. He's kind of an anarchist and a bad guy. You wouldn't want to mess with him, but they needed that in the in the series they needed that kind of character in the series mm -hmm. uh, and I I think I I did a pretty good job and I know I did you yeah. know yeah well you you, um, you cracked me up in in uh, walking hard uh, the Dewey oh, Cox walk story. hard <laughs> walk yeah, hard yeah, yeah walk hard yeah the wrong kid died <laughs> yeah 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 I had fun with that I uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I'm with comedy. I'm usually funny as a, a kind of uh, offset from the comedian. I can be the serious guy, and it's very funny. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he takes himself seriously, but actually he's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's that's kind of uh, portrayal. I provided for that particular movie. That movie is, is funny. It's kind of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's for a good laugh. It's 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 a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You know, when I first started acting, I didn't know if I could do it, man. You know, uh, like I, 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 I had a lot of doubt, a lot of fear. I more than doubt. I knew I could do it, but I had fear. Mm. A lot of fear. I was shy, or some something like that. Yeah, and inhibited and uh, insecure about what I could offer. And you know, as the decades have gone by, I realized, um, you know, I like what I do. Yeah, 
Yeah. Do you think that and fear makes, helped you? Yeah. It's like being in the trenches in a war, man. You, the, you care if you're afraid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, if I didn't give a damn, I wouldn't be afraid. Right. Yeah. But I care. I care. And now I'm at that point in my life where I'm so happy I did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it really feels good. I I know I've done it. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. And it's like uh, a test of a man's. Uh, I don't know what what kind of fiber. One is made of. I could have given up so many times. Man. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got a kid. You know, you have no money. Mm-hmm. You know that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, also psychological rejection, the whole nine yards. But now, I don't give a damn. <laughs> 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 and I'm having a good time, you yeah. know? Hey, that's what counts. That's what counts. Yeah. yeah. Well, Raymond, I want to finish up with uh, one final question. Uh, but yeah. I just want to remind everybody, on April 1st, Free Bird comes out, and you were one of the stars of that movie. And people can also check it out on social media at Free Bird Movie on Facebook or go to freebirdmovie.com and also check it out there. And uh, But the, the final question is, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? What do you enjoy? MSNBC. Okay. CNN. Okay. And then my wife will turn something on that is more plot-oriented. And I don't know what I'm watching. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll... I'll I'll kind of get hooked into it. Yeah. But I don't know what the name of it is. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of my favorite movies of all time, yep. now and old movies, yep. my mother used to take me to movies. That's how I first got into movies. Mm-hmm. I will never forget the first time I saw Marlon Brando in Streetcar Named Desire, I thought, holy moly. Mm-hmm. And also, I saw him with my mother and on the waterfront. Ah, yes. And I thought, oh my gosh. And then I saw Lee J. Cobb in On the Waterfront, and I thought, oh, I'm watching a documentary. This is real. Yeah. And, uh, my mother took me to the movies on Saturday afternoons. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Montgomery Clift in Place in the Sun. Yep. And he was absolutely, unequivocally the most beautiful human being in the world. And God. You know, I know in real life he was very tortured and died young and all of that, but boy, it was just magnificent on film. Hmm. 
And in terms of today, I don't go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, and not because of the pandemic. I haven't gone to the movies in twenty years. Ah, okay, yeah. And um, I don't know why. I don't have to know why. <laughs> uh, I actually don't even watch myself too much. Really? You no. Know, oh, not no. I don't. I don't. Uh, watch myself occasionally by accident somebody did a, a, a podcast of me uh, recently actually in the last two weeks and uh, uh, it's like a documentary of my life or something like that and they they shot scenes they interjected scenes from movies I've done and uh, a movie called Falling Down there was a scene where I'm talking with Robert Duvall and I'm telling him he's no good and all this uh, uh, so I see little bits and pieces of, of stuff I've done. I, it's pretty good. It's good, <laughs> man. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, let me give you an idea here, Raymond. Um, the movies now are mostly men in tights <laughs> and explosions, <laughs> and and if people <laughs> and if people want to see you not in tights but in boxer shorts, they can see this movie, <laughs> The Freebird, because <laughs> there's oh. there's a scene of you <laughs> in your boxer shorts. <laughs> Do I have no shirt on? No, you had your shirt on. <laughs> you... Oh, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. I'd be getting a lot of fan mail if I took that damn shirt off. <laughs> uh, well, you know I did fan mail. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. It's too friggin' much. My father would turn over in his friggin' grave. <laughs> <laughs> well, Raymond, I, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to talk to us, and I congratulate you on Freebird coming out on April 1st, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Well, I enjoyed it, and you're a lovely host. Thank you. Uh, and I mean that in a very positive way. And a tip of the hat to Raymond J. Barry for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. I want to thank him so much for taking the time and telling us about his new film, Freebird. April 1st, it's out, and you can catch it, and it's a lot of fun. And also, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a... Well, I'll let you see it. <laughs> There's things I could say, but I don't want to ruin anything. I hate ruining movies for anybody. So uh, let's see here. Uh, once again, I want to remind you that uh, we are on Twitter now, and uh, we were, we're still working on Facebook to try to get that back up and going. But uh, we are on Facebook at on screen N, the letter, Beyond, okay? Or you can get us at uh, On Screen and Beyond Podcast. So uh, that's a couple of ways you can find us on Twitter. And uh, also, of course, you can always go to onscreenandbeyond.com and uh, check us out there. You can contact me if you want to talk about, uh, you know, anything. Uh, if you want to give me a suggestion for a guest or anything like that, you can uh, email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, check out our past episodes as we're popping them up, uh, quite a few. Uh, actually, each week we get more and more. So uh, if you have a chance, check some of those out. You can enjoy them. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>